0: what is going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the spectators baseball podcast my name is ju and i am here with kin who is a young jedi in training apparently um he cannot get the force to be with him but that is okay kin what's popping baby how you doing how you feeling
1: feeling absolutely fantastic i'm ready to do some elite level hating today how about you
0: Ooh, it might be a hating day i feel like i'm gonna be um not hating really at all i feel like i'm gonna be a pro um pro player guy today is what i'm feeling i know just, you're you know, not i know you're. Not.
1: sometimes sometimes you just wake up and you set your alarm extra early and you just you look in the mirror and you're like yeah you know so
0: really- <laughs> growing up i don't know if you ever heard people were like it doesn't take anything to be kind it's also free to hate this is real it's free I mean, to hate so and then and you're you're here for the bogo Uh, The buy one, get one free on that. Uh, Today, we're going to go over the cover athlete for MLB The Show, which was announced earlier this week. And then we are going to be taking a look at fan graphs and their steamer projections and talking about certain players, whether or not we think we will outperform or underperform those steamer projections. So with that being said, let's get into the cover. MLB The Show 24 coming out sometime in March. I think the 19th is uh, when it's coming out. Um, that matters to us specifically because we play that game. You've streamed it in your past. I stream it pretty often still in the current. And uh, a lot of our time goes into that game. The cover doesn't really mean a whole lot, but it is cool to see a new guy get on it. And for this year, we had Vladimir Guerrero Jr., which I'm going to pull it up right here and show you guys what this cover is looking like. Oh, we got a cool little transition page. We got a nice little transition page. That was slick. That was slick. And, um... Yeah, so here it is. Here's what Vlad is looking like. And I like the cover. I know you have some thoughts on it being Vlad in particular. But I think the cover is cool. I'm a big fan personally. And, uh, you know, they put the Dominican stuff on there. Uh, I do think there's probably about six other Dominican players that would have been cooler to have on here. But uh, Vlad, for his multi-international, including the Canada, the Dominican, and obviously still like his U.S. fans... Um, this will be one of the players that will help sell more copies than other ones. So for me, it's like kind of cool for that, but I want to, I want to hear your, your full thoughts, emotions.
1: No, yeah, no, it, it's definitely cool. You get the whole country of Canada behind this game now. Yeah. Um, And that's really all a cover athlete is for: to so grow a player base, get people to at the very least look at the game. Um, But, you know, it, when you think about it, Toronto really reached its peak like two years ago, and so did Vlad Guerrero two years ago when he had 48 home runs and had his anomaly of a season and was arguably the best player in the league for about a year. Um, well, best hitter in the league for a year. Yeah. Last season, brother was mid. He was he was closer to being a replacement level player than he was to being a very good player. He had a 1.0 war on them using fangraphs here.
0: Specifically for the narrative, he is using fangraphs. I do want that to be known.
1: We don't we don't we don't we to go with that 1.0 <laughs> war on fangraphs. I picked a, a few guys here that that happens to be lower than crap. Okay. Number one is known very good player Jared Kalanick. Very, very good player. Number two. (laughs) He had a good month. (laughs) His is known old, very good player hitter, Whit Merrifield.
0: Look he's teammate. He used used, to be literally his
1: teammate. He used to be good. He used to steal a ton of bases. He used to hit for a decent average. Now he just hits the ball as weak as he can. Next player is Jacob deGrom in thirty innings pitched.
0: Thirty innings is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) What was his war for last year? one oh, I just had it up it was it was, it was actually like a 1.4 1.5
1: because he probably threw 30 nasty innings they were probably
0: and... fantastic innings like, yeah just the best innings you've ever seen before he his arm <laughs> decided to alt f four
1: <laughs> and the fourth one the fourth one here okay as a Yankees fan I think you'll you'll love this the fourth player that had a higher than 1.0 War higher than Vladimir Guerrero Gary Sanchez oh
0: another dominican too um i don't know how much you know my hatred for for gary but that's that one's tough that's a tough pill to swallow there i am i, think, uh, I am i am if there is no more gary sanchez haters it's because i am dead um <laughs> it, it is it is that that level but yeah i mean a one a one war a, on fan graphs, you know it's on fan graphs. it is closer to like a two two on baseball reference, so so don't come a little pitchforks better. at us. It's definitely a little bit better. Um, and, you know, he he kind of has had some mechanical issues, but he's shown the pop, and he's shown how dangerous of a hitter he can be. And he's still only 25 years old. That's what's, like, crazy about Vladdy. So he's had, like, a second-place MVP and a really good rookie year prior to that. He's won two home run derbies already. Two of them. Pretty crazy. And then had two like fall off seasons, and he's only twenty five. Like this dude has so much of his career left. He's not even in his prime or just getting into it. That this might be one of those covers that age really well, where you look back, you're like, oh, of course Vlad was on a cover. He was awesome. Or um, or he puts up another one war season. We're like, damn, mm.
1: Mm. less than ideal. Less than ideal. If if that's what happens, it's a lot yeah. Less than the good
0: news though is with with our game specifically, and it will be the show. There is no cover curse. There's no cover curse. That's nice, because since being on the cover, Aaron Judge is one of the MVP. Bryce Harper is one of the MVP, and Otani has won an MVP. So it's not like there is a curse. Like there's guys who have balled out. Obviously, some haven't had quite the success, like the Javi Baez um Tatis got suspended but he had a great year he won a platinum glove so
1: I feel like I could think of a curse for each player you just named just like, Aaron, just like Aaron Judge never being able to stay on the field except for last two years yeah but he had a few years in a row where it was like yeah here's 100 games maybe yeah Br- Bryce Harper is his UCL
0: he did tear his UCL yeah he'd still Shoei play Ohtani. he played really Shoei well Otani can't pitch next season he cannot pitch next season
1: I Javi mean, that's, Bias. Just, that's just
0: baseball, B- Javi Baez. That's that's Javi Baez swings at worms. Like, yeah, that one's tough. He he, legitimately... sw- he swings at the demons in the ground. <laughs> his, his imagination <laughs> is.
1: Brother and Tatis was suspended
0: something. and the uh, motorcycle injury, which led that to the suspension. True. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of footing there, but I, I, there's a vision. It's it's not it's not like Madden.
1: No, where like no, where like you get you get on a cover in Madden and then you serve three years in jail, like.
0: <laughs> who was the cover Baseball. of Madden this year I actually don't even know Josh, it Josh Allen, Allen? Mm. I mean hey Josh Allen had a really good second half of the year but Warner. we'll see <laughs> Oof, man dude beat your demons beat beat Mahomes one time and I'll give you some flowers until then tomatoes to your face womp 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 buddy <laughs> seriously I, I mean that that's neither here nor there um I still like Vlad. I think the cover itself looks awesome. We'll we'll pull pull that right back up again. I think the cover itself looks awesome. And, hey, it's pretty representative of him, of uh, his Latino culture. And it should have some reach. Uh, It's not Acuna. I felt like Acuna was a layup. I felt like Jose Ramirez was a layup. I felt like Julio Rodriguez was a layup. And I felt like Adley Rushman was a layup. And they didn't take any of the really easy shots. They decided to take a step three. And I don't know if SDS is Steph or not. They might be, you know, the famous um, oh, who is it? Swaggy P when he takes the the deep three, turns around, hands in the air, and then it yes, runs out. Yes, yes, yeah, that, that could out. that could very easily be what this cover is. But uh, the shot is just about to get shot right now. This game doesn't come out till March, so we got a lot of time hmm. to to figure that out.
1: Well, see, one of my things with Vlad, um, you mentioned like. This cover could age really well the next five to ten years, or it could just be, like, whatever. I need to know when people are going to be ready to have the conversation that his MVP, his almost MVP year, really looks like an anomaly. And I I say that because his rookie season, he's barely an above-average hitter. WRC Plus didn't even reach 110. Second year, we're between 110 and 120. Then we have that crazy third season where he's almost a 70% above average hitter and we're like, wow, that's insane. And then he drops down to a 133 and he drops down to a 118, which is more like where he usually is. So like I saw someone on Twitter that was like, oh, you don't think
0: he deserves the cover because he had two down years. Has he had two down years or are they normal? Or or is that normal when he had one up? I mean, there's a lot of players like that though. Think of, think of the Cody Bellinger's and Christian Yelich like specifically like, you have a great year, year and a half stretch, like we're beginning of one or end of the other and then a full season. And you, you kind of get known for a while. Yelich is still riding that. Yelich has been like a pretty replaceable player. Uh, granted, he actually had a bounce back season this year, very similar to how Cody Bellinger did. But outside, like outside of his MVP after that, until this season, he was pretty much a replaceable player. Just just bar not just you could get a lefty outfielder that can defend better and you probably get a higher war total so it's like right there's other guys like that it took people a
1: really it took people a few years to be like oh wait he actually kind of stinks
0: yeah like it it wasn't immediately (laughs) it it took a while like there was this hangover of gelich is insane bellinger is insane and it took like cody having a disastrous playoffs with the dodgers to be like all right well Mm. And they went and replaced them, and they're probably in a better spot now. And he's not even signed yet. Cody Bellinger's still not signed. The league, the league sees it. The league sees it now. They're like, I think they do. Last year was good. That was the anomaly. You're not doing that again.
1: And I think we talked about it um, last time when we talked about Blake Snell and Cody Bellinger. Um, I mentioned like their their career paths, like. They both had a really good year where they were the best at their uh, perspective positions, and then, like, okay, okay, bad, bad, and then another really good year last year. And it's like teams just aren't going to shell out $200 million for that level of inconsistency.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, the highs are really high, but, like, are you willing to pay Blake Snell for seven years when four of them are probably going to be replaceable? I don't know. And it's not even like the tail end. Usually, if you do like a seven or plus contract, you're like, all right, the last three years, they're awash. We're just doing it to get you, you know, like right. we got to pay you the money. And we want to win a championship in those first four. So let's do it um, to not have that be a certain. Uh, and obviously, nothing's ever certain, but that's just as what it is. And I feel like you tell me that feels like a good way to kind of pivot towards projecting for this year. Absolutely. that That's all I'm saying. I feel like we're going to hop on over to Fangraphs. And what we're doing is we're looking right now, we're going to look at the first page. So these are the top 30 projected war players for the 2024 season. Uh, there's some very obvious names on here. There's some names that you may or may not, not expect on here as well. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr. leading the list. 7.4 projected war. Pretty good significantly higher above Juan Soto, who's the next highest. He's the reigning MVP. The numbers are probably going to be crazy. He's projected 56 stolen bases, which I know he just had a 40-70 year. It's just unbelievable. Um, Also never been done. So I'm happy they gave him the MVP. I know Mookie had a really, really, really good season. I'm happy they didn't do like the, well, you know... Ronald had a really good year. Mookie had a good year. Mookie's been a smidge better with his OPS. So let's give it to him. When it's like, dude, Ronald, really, nobody's ever done that. Like, sometimes you got to award things that haven't been done when they're like close enough to compare, you know? I so I, I was happy.
1: Valid. You know, the first thing I noticed when I look at this page okay. as a Yankee fan, uh-huh. and I'm sure that gives it away right there. Two out of the top three guys, Juan Soto and Aaron Judge. I mean, if they can stay healthy the entire season and just almost perform like themselves, they're going to, at the the very least, be two of the top ten players in the league. So I love, absolutely love to see that. And I'm sure if we were on a pitcher list, a Garrett Cole would probably be somewhere in the top five, top ten for war as well. makes me feel very good about the top end of our team.
0: Yeah, certainly. And I mean... You know, you you talk about the Yankees and they trade for Juan Soto and some people might think they overpaid and they they may or may not have, especially if Soto doesn't resign this offseason. But looking into this season, they have both of them playing 150 games. That's a lot of baseball games. Juan Soto played, I think, every single game last year. Very impressive. That's not something a lot of Yankees do. I don't expect him to. But in a year where he's kind of a rental, he's probably going to play more games than he's not, especially if he doesn't resign during the season. So I could actually expect that, that steamer war to go up if he want to play 155, 158 games instead of 150. Uh, but 12.9 war between the two of them is unbelievable. I mean, that, that just 12 wins. That's 12 wins just off two, two players, and they're projecting 39 and 46 home runs. So you're expecting, you're expecting these guys to at least give you 80 home runs, 80 RBIs straight away. Just off the home runs from these two players. Uh, It's pretty crazy stuff. And, you know, I don't know what kind of adjustment period Juan Soto's going to have. When he got to San Diego, it was not easy right away. And granted, that was a mid-season trade. And he he, he didn't necessarily want to get traded, but he knew it was going to happen. And this is a little bit different. He has some time to get acclimated. I don't know if it'll be easy right away. But if it is this might be higher than a 6.7 for Juan this year
1: i mean juan soto he strikes me as a new york guy you know where he he has the attitude that i feel like is needed to unfortunately is needed to play in new york
0: because you know our fans suck they do yeah but they're a little rude they are. But they expect Look, greatness. And especially when you yeah. give up a lot for greatness.
1: Definitely looking at a guy like Soto, he's he just he feels like one of those guys where if he has a bad month and we boo him, he will flip us off and then do better next month. Like
0: Yeah, he'll be like, Shut just, up, let me cook. Yeah, like I'll give me fine. a
1: second, relax, and then the next month they'll hit 13 home runs with a four fifty on base or some shit. Like he
0: with with him specifically. Looking at those numbers, 39 homers. Are you feeling an over? Are you feeling an under? I feel like he's not really like the home run hitter we we like to pretend that Juan Soto is.
1: I don't think he's ever eclipsed that once in his career, no? No,
0: that, that'll that be the most of his career. Now, they're definitely
1: at, projecting for Yankee Stadium. Wow, but looks, he's not like even a pole hitter. More.
0: That's what's like bizarre about this to me. He's not a pole hitter. He loves going opposite field, and that Yankee left-center field is not shallow at all. It is one of the deeper left-centers in the er, in the league. I feel like, if I had to guess, Soto's going to hit the under on those 39.
1: My gut definitely says take the under.
0: I would say under. I mean, if it's under, it's like 35.
1: If I were to find a futures bet, mm-hmm. like... Going on Vegas, right? Now. If, they're, if the, I doubt the over-under is actually going to be like 39 and a half. No,
0: because this is strictly – I mean, um, it has to be kind of similar because these are like – these are numbers. Like, these aren't just some guys like, yeah, will probably hit 39. Like, these are taking their hard-hit percentages and everything into account. Fangraphs oh, does God, a good job just... with these um, with these steamer projections.
1: Player totals. Let's see if we can find – well, they have Aaron Judge set at 44 and a half.
0: They have 46 here.
1: That only oh, they have them all like in order. Oh, I found him. Okay, they have Juan Soto at 36 and a half. I think that's a better number to be at. Yeah,
0: like I said which, 35. Like, just said so, 35.
1: Yeah. I think that's definitely a better number to be at. Yeah, it's only, um, it's
0: only three difference, but still, like, he's not really like this home run hitter, like full uppercut, pull, dead pull. If he was a dead pull hitter, I'd say 55. <laughs> but he's He's not, <laughs> he's not that, so.
1: Plus, you have to consider the fact that he's going to walk 455 times in his, um, you know, season.
0: This is this is very true. He he will do that. Yeah, absolutely will. Um, uh, to to hit a little pivot here, uh, the number five guy for WAR projected coming into this season is Adley Rushman, the youngster out of Baltimore, had a really good year last year. He's probably already the best catcher in the league, which is pretty fun um defensive first guy obviously and just taking a look at his numbers they have him projected uh, we'll, we'll highlight him here for you guys to be able to see it a little bit better too uh 20 home runs 89 runs 72 rbis uh pretty good k percentage 130 wrc plus so it's going to be a lot of defense kind of adding to that war obviously because everybody else in this top handful is going to be projected for at least 25 homers and probably 90 rbis or so uh, the I don't know I feel like 272 average feels a little high uh um, I, he's a great hitter I would have to see he's a great hitter what though.
1: he did a season ago I know he was he was very good he caught caught me off guard definitely definitely his jump um,
0: from like the crazy thing about Adley, the only series they have ever been swept with him as their catcher was them losing to the Texas Rangers. It's the only one.
1: That's crazy. It's
0: crazy. They've never been swept with him as a catcher until the playoffs, and they they got absolutely dismantled. But, you know, that's a young team.
1: Yeah, you know, the thing with Adley, like, he just gets on base. And if you, if you start with a good – if you start with a good approach, if you're able to get on base, everything else typically um, is able to fall in place. I mean, the dude almost he almost walks as much as he strikes out. Last season had 92 walks, 101 strikeouts. And if you start with that alone, and you're making a pitcher throw you four or five pitches in a bat, r- right there, you're automatically just going to be a better hitter than, say, like 80% of the league. So I like Adley a lot. And he has back-to-back seasons of being, like, you know, 130-ish in the OPS Plus or WRC Plus category.
0: Do you think he'll probably sit around there again at 130? Because that's where they have him at, 130 exactly, WRC Plus.
1: I think that's a completely fair spot. You know, he doesn't swing and miss it a lot, and he's not chasing a lot. Hits the ball hard. I like it. I like it
0: a lot. Yeah, I think I do, too. It's just weird seeing him at five, like, already – for him to be like the superstar essentially. Cause like being projected to have the fifth best war in the league means you're a superstar. That's just what that means. And yeah, I mean, every other name around him is a superstar.
1: That is true. I mean a lot that goes into it, the catcher position. Yeah. You you can be you can be slightly above average defender at the catcher position and you automatically gain Two, Two and a half one. war just based okay. on that. Yeah. Because um, catcher defense typically is very stinky. Um, so there's definitely that. But I think Adley, I mean, I I've thought it a few years ago when I saw people making projections, um, like MLB nerds. I know that's a page that catches a lot of flack on Twitter. Yeah. Before he even played his first game, they put him as like to the be second f- best catcher or
0: first yeah. best catcher. It was like Will Smith and then him. And people are like, how dare you? And it's like, well, we see what he does, and we know the kind of player he is. And catcher is such a bad position historically.
1: It's also very volatile. Yeah. I mean, you could have a season where Will Smith is the best hitter, a top four defender at the catcher position, and then next year Jose Trevino looks like a top five catcher. And you're like, when did that
0: well where did that come from well then you blink and like <laughs> william Contreras is popping off and like patrick bailey's jumping on the scene now too so like catchers do kind of like you remember when joey bart was like the guy in san francisco right after buster posey left joey bart's gonna be like flipping burgers here in a second if patrick bailey keeps like balling out like he was It's like damn how did that happen like where do you come kind of sh- kind of stinks yeah kind of stinks this guy stinks oh brother oh brother yeah um so adley there's pretty cool the next handful kind of makes sense uh yordan being number six is impressive because that means they probably assume he's going to have like almost a historic offensive season because his defense is so bad and he probably will play a decent amount of defense so to accumulate a 5.7 war just hitting. Um, That's going to be pretty impressive out of Jordan. I don't know exactly what his numbers have looked like in terms of war the last couple of years. Uh, But 39 home runs, with a 299 average feels about right. Feels about right. Uh, 169 WRC plus is crazy, but that also feels about right. Jordan is the best or second-best left-handed hitter in baseball. So this isn't overly surprising.
1: Yeah, I mean, for reference, I would look at it almost as if they are projecting him to have a 2007 David Ortiz-type season, which, mind you, isn't even actually his best season ever. It's his best war season ever. He had a 6.3. Hit 35 home runs, 117 RBIs, walked more than he struck out. I mean, he had a 332 average, 445 on base, 621 slugging, WRC plus at 175. And we know this is mostly a DH, like 99.9% of the time a DH. He probably played a half an inning in first base.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So, and I looked up David Ortiz for that reason because he is a DH as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he had a 6.3 war in 2007. So reading these projections for Jordan Alvarez, it's like, are we expecting similar things from him? Which, like, I don't hate it.
0: I Definitely Listen, I, I watch Jordan swing, <laughs> and I kind of get the same feeling I get when I used to watch David, David Ortiz. Like, he feels like a little bit better of a patient hitter, but, like, Jordan is the type of hitter that if you give a mistake to it just gets pounded just pounded and there's like three different pitches specifically that people try and use on him, and they wind up floating and he just hits a country mile you're like yeah so i mean that'd be kind of crazy he has like a 2007 ortiz season i,
1: I mean, know the that'd be that'd very fun the counting stats people or the the non-analytic people would like me to look at the 2006 season instead where he had 54 home runs and 115 RBIs. He had one last war. Get off my back. Anyways.
0: <laughs> Get off my back. <laughs> it's fine. But no. It's fine. Uh,
1: no, but that'll,
0: that'll be fun. Um, and then, like, right behind him, we mentioned it right before we started, but Julio, right behind him, kind of weird because Julio is so good defensively that you would uh, – assume that he would be projected higher, but they're not assuming that he's going to have like the best hitting season. They think he's going to hit for some power, 33 homers, which is pretty cool. Uh, but he's going to strike out a lot is what they're assuming. 22% 28, 23% is a lot. And Julio does not walk. And that is like his no. biggest problem as a player, because th- this is a five tool player. This is an MVP Caliber player, uh, even now. But if he can figure that out, if he can start to walk a good amount more, cut down on the the swing and miss, and take some pitches more often, Julio is about as dangerous of a player as there is. His hard hit percentage is crazy. He's so cr- incredibly fast and dangerous on the bases. A really good defender. So I would love to see that walk percentage be up. And if I had to gamble and risk anything. I'd say over on the seven and seven point six walk percentage for Julio Rodriguez. If so he can get that, he, I'm projecting that's higher. I'm I'm projecting he makes an adjustment and that both of those numbers kind of inverse, not inverse, obviously, but he gets the str- the K percentage down to like nineteen percent and the walk percentage up to closer to like nine ten percent. If he can do that, he's gonna be. Right there with Judge Soto, and and you're not for this MVP conversation, but probably closer to like a judge. Like it'll be those two that I'd look at.
1: Yeah. Um. So for what it's worth. Okay. We have not seen this adjustment in the first two years. No. Um. It actually got worse in the second year. Okay. Um. First in his rookie year, walked forty times. Struck out 145. Um, second year, walked 47 times, struck out 175 times. Which again, I'm the I'm of the belief that if you're a good hitter, I personally don't care if you strike out almost no. 200 times. And now no, it's an outs regardless. It's,
0: yeah, it's fine.
1: Um, but just the, the projection, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I would love to see him get on base a little more, dude. Even if he simply had a 350 on base instead of a 330. That that jumps everything up 20 points yeah, Um, and makes him, you know, maybe instead of a 130-something WRC plus to a 145, 150, and then you are looking at somewhere in the sixes for war, and you're like, holy shit, Julio is – like, we knew he was him, but, like, he's him, him. Yeah. That's
0: what I'm saying. It's like, dude, just be a little bit more patient. And it sucks because more often than not, and this is what really sucks in baseball, this is what makes Judge – Juan Soto, uh, guys like that's so special. When you're taking more pitches, it means you're being way more selective and you're not like kind of putting everything into each swing because you're not swinging as much. So again, Judge and Soto are just anomalies because they walk quite a bit and they have pretty good eyes for, for the type of power that they present. But then their hard hit percentage is still crazy good. So it's hard to kind of have a balance between those. I know Julio's had that trouble. We've looked at guys like Stanton who have had that be an issue. Bobby Witt Jr. is like the worst young guy at it right now. Bobby, Bobby Witt couldn't walk if you paid him. He just refuses. And it's like, damn. Like Bobby Witt might have 80 stolen bases next year if he walks 11% of the time.
1: That brings me back to a guy, like you said earlier, uh, talking about a Christian Yelich. One of his biggest issues is, when he was that guy when he was that nice at the sport brother just swung
0: okay.
1: like he he just absolutely swung and then <laughs> i'm sorry just coughed out of nowhere just um when you started <laughs> looking um at his like deep a deep dive into his more advanced numbers somewhere along the line he just stopped swinging at strikes and that is a big part to why he declined as much as he will, as much as he has um so yeah, you got to, like you just said, find that fine line between, okay, I'm selective and, okay, that pitch was dead center at my, at the belt down the middle and I didn't swing. What the hell is wrong with me?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very strange. There's not a whole lot of guys that can do the whole that thing outside of like Prime Stanton. Uh, Mike Trout's a good example. He strikes out quite a bit. He kind of always has. doesn't walk a ton. He's not... The worst at it but he he's swinging Mike Trout swinging absolutely so I don't know I'd like to see Julio and and Bobby Witt like I mentioned as well kind of get a little bit more into that that would be really nice to see out of them hey and they're young guys they're they're young guys the league kind of tried to figure them out year two and they got to kind of bounce back and make a small adjustment I mean Bobby Witt's one of the better shortstops in the league 30-30 guy first royal ever to hit 30-30 probably do it again this year but like I said, he might get 75, 80 stolen bases if he walks 9, 10% of the time. Brother's
1: terrified of walks.
0: Terrified. Or and has
1: nightmares about walks.
0: It's just not. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like nice walks on the beach. Bobby Witt hates them. <laughs> can't stand it.
1: When bro turns the light off at night, mm-hmm. he's running away from walks.
0: <laughs> or, or he can't move. He's in the bed, sleep paralysis. It's a BB. Yeah. It's a big circle you with know. BB. It is. <laughs> you know what I'm talking
1: about, too, right? It be it be two o'clock in the morning. You just grab yourself a snack. You turn off the kitchen light. You're sprinting back to your room for no reason. You don't know what's
0: behind you. You have no clue. You can't see. You don't want to. You didn't want to turn on the light. You don't want for to Bobby wake up Witt, the animals walks. and the other people. Like you just, you know, being respectful. <laughs> being respectful for, for Bobby Witness walks. That's crazy. That's so crazy. Oh, man. I was trying to look. Uh, Is there anybody else on here that you're interested about for top 30 specifically and how their numbers are going to look? Just because we talked about DHs, uh, all the way down to that 30 spot, there is Bryce Harper. Yeah.
1: Um, He's projected to get a five-war. Yeah. Shohei Otani in the twenty three spot projected not five I mean four, at war. four yeah. war yeah uh, Otani in the twenty three spot projected at four point three he's just going to be a DH this year we already said uh cool. I don't know if we said it before um no yeah we definitely said it during the recording he's not pitching this year yeah um I don't know if I saw any other just like straight up DHs on here but those are the first two that came to mind just you know in comparison to. Jordan at 5.7 yeah um like they're really projecting him to be top two top three nastiest hitter in the league and it's a valid thing to project
0: yeah it it is kind of crazy though because you look at that 5.7 then you go to bryce harper like you mentioned a four flat and like if you ask probably any person who would you probably have right now it would probably be pretty split between the two i mean Obviously Jordan's younger and um he, he might be a better hitter than Bryce but Bryce has been so good for as long as he has and despite injuries despite changing of scenery he's been this player and proven to be a good quality leader of a team um I think I think like Bryce would probably be taken a little bit more especially if you weren't talking to guys who were like specifically analytical and that's a pretty large gap like a 1.7 WAR gap is pretty large so kind of interested to see how that goes again bryce at first base dh we'll see how that kind of plays out too because i imagine he'll just play this year at first base probably just gonna be a first baseman the rest of his career at this point um first base dh maybe he'll get a couple innings out in right field when needed but i think they'll just chalk it up at this point because reese hoskins left so they're like yeah well we don't feel like replacing it And they can't put Schwarber there. Do you remember when the Red Sox tried to put Kyle Schwarber there? And it was like one of the most abominable things I've ever seen. That was funny.
1: It was beautiful. I loved seeing that.
0: They tried to do the MLB to show (laughs) thing where they just like, yeah, this guy probably play first. Put Frank Thomas 40 defense at first. It'll work. Yeah. No, yeah. It's
1: fine. Mm -mm.
0: Not in real life, man. Not in real life. Yeah, Otani with that much is kind of crazy. Uh, probably one of the bigger drop offs between like an MVP, really high war season to now. Obviously, half of his game is not going to happen though. So that tracks. That makes a lot of sense. Hmm. Um, Yandy Diaz being up here, pretty cool. Uh, I'm taking the over on Yandy home runs. He has 21. I'm taking, I think he's going to hit like 25, 27, something like that. I'm not
1: familiar with Yandy's game, not going to lie.
0: Yandy Diaz is, imagine Luis Arias if Luisa Rice's hard-hit percentage was top 5%.
1: That's valid. Instead of bottom 1%?
0: Instead of, instead of, <laughs> in of yes, exactly. Exactly that. Because Yandi is one of the better bat-to-ball guys I've ever seen. And he had, like, an issue that Vlad Jr. kind of had, and we, you know, circle back to him, but his first year, he just was a ground-ball machine. Like, he could not elevate the ball. Yandi slowly, last year, started to elevate... A lot of line drives came from last year, and he was really good. Him being top 20 is kind of crazy that the Rays have a top 20 projected player in the league. That's not a pitcher. That's not a predator. Like, proud of them. Super, super cool. Super fun. And that caught me out of nowhere. That
1: I was not ready for that one. I'm sorry, man. And um, speaking of Vlad, just because we talked about him and, um, you know his shortcomings um he is up there at number 27 and it's they're they're projecting to really be good they're projecting to they're, be almost yeah. almost 150 wrc plus which is closer to that 167 or i believe it's 167 that he had back in 2021 Yeah. me personally if i'm a betting man and a hater i'm taking the under and the hater, I'm taking the under. had to add the hater part in there.
0: had to, yeah, it, it makes it feel a little less um short-sighted. um I mean, they are he's probably the guy on this list that they are looking at specifically and they're like, all right, you're gonna be better. like the things you've done should be adding up to better results and they're gonna do that this year because he he is uh, obviously a hard hit guy uh his his walk percentage is fine doesn't strike out a whole lot like there's good things in the vlad red tape when you look at the uh you know the red the red bars the hard hit percentages and all that and it just doesn't necessarily always work out in terms of results they do have him only at a this is actually pretty interesting they have him projected to hit 285 but his BABIP is going to be 288, which means they think he's going to be the luckiest hitter in baseball. That almost well, every single ball that he hits in play will be a hit. That's what they're assuming.
1: It's funny you mentioned that. I saw on Twitter. I haven't. I haven't uh, dove deep into the numbers yet. Uh, but someone on Twitter mentioned is his babbit from a season ago mm-hmm. and said he was one of the most unlucky hitters in baseball last year yeah,
0: like i just said f- feels Which, like yeah
1: it could that it could definitely be valid but we're also looking like i said at a season that is more in line with his non-mvp season so that's where my brain goes yeah was he unlucky for the four years that he wasn't an
0: mvp <sighs> Maybe I haven't, looked, I haven't looked at his Babbitt versus actual, so maybe. But this they they think he's going to be crazy lucky because to have your Babbitt be zero point zero zero three higher than your average, they think everything you hit in play is gonna like gonna be a hit essentially, like like you didn't get any flukies. Nothing or no, nothing not. like hard hit. They don't think a single hard hit ball is going to be an out. <laughs> like they just think like if you hit it hard it's a hit. <laughs> Good job, my brother. Which is crazy. Like I want to look at what like some of the bigger uh valleys in in the top 30. Like if you look at William Contreras, that's a that's a significant difference. A 273 projected average and a 321 projected BABIP. That's pretty significant. Unlucky. That's unlucky. (laughs) Like, super unlucky. Uh, Who else looks to be crazy unlucky? Nobody's looking like Vlad. I'll tell you that. Nobody's looking that close to their actual number.
1: Yeah, no, that... I mean... I I don't know how that's calculated. I genuinely don't have words. No, that, I, I genuinely don't know how that's calculated. I mean, Juan Soto...
0: His pretty, is His pretty close. he's pretty close. 284 to 289. Yeah. That is close. That is super close. So Soto and Vlad, they're just like, y'all. If y'all hit it hard, you're fine. Something like that. Yeah, they they just don't think they're gonna be unlucky. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I don't know how that's calculated, but that's super interesting. That's something I'd like to learn more about. If you guys know anything about that specifically more than we do obviously let us know in the comments below or reach out to us on our on our socials at spectators media Little little easy plug
1: yeah if you if you know how projections are made because i don't know how they're made i just enjoy reading them and taking them as gospel no um, as gospel <laughs> yes because absolutely
0: um, matt Olson will hit 40 home runs this year oh man yep, yep. lock it in lock it in Alex Bregman being this high is crazy. I don't like that. I mean, obviously, he's, like, defense first. But even, like, defensively, like, he's not, like... At least in terms of this rating and this defensive rating is kind of hard to to go by. Um, But that war has got to be carried pretty heavily off defense. And it's is Bregman going to be a better player by war standards than Freddie Freeman this year? That just doesn't, that, that doesn't spark in my brain. Like, I like him being, if you ask an Astros fan, what you'd rather have, they're going to say Altuve 30 times out of 30. Hmm. So that's kind of curious to me. I know Bregman had a pretty good year last year, but I've been, so I've been, um, I don't know if you've been seeing the MLB TV. They've been putting out their top, 30 players or not 30 players, but the top 10 at each position. Um, a lot of people have been doing at or Austin Riley or Jose Ramirez at third. A lot of lists I've seen have had like Bregman at three or four. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, really? Like Bregman had one of his better seasons since his like second place MVP a couple years ago, last year. But his better season was like marginally better than Manny Machado's like worst season, which was this last year.
1: Yeah, I think if Machado, no, I feel like Machado is one of those guys that has to be top two, maybe three. Um, He didn't have a great year last year. He, he yeah, wasn't he didn't fantastic. didn't have a great year. Um, but you factor in how good he has been for his entire career and how nasty his glove is. I mean, no, none of these other third basemen that we're going to name in the top, say like six have as nasty as a, of a glove as Manny Machado. Um, Gunnar Henderson is solid out there. Nolan Arenado is still good. He's listed at seven. I'm looking at a top 10 list right now. This is the MLB um, one. No, it's called Dodger Blue. Shout, nice, shout out DodgerBlue.com. Shout, Dodger shout
0: out Dodger Blue. I'm sure Max Muncie's two or something crazy.
1: <laughs> Max Muncie is listed at eighth for one person. The other three people don't have him in the top ten. I don't know why this is the one I pulled up, but <laughs> uh, I mean, it just it just I looked it up. Um and yeah, most most um uh, most of these people have Manny Machado not even in, like, their top two or three, and I just don't get
0: that. I think we're um, taking a lot of uh look into last season is really what it is. And uh, they see a decline, and they're like, hmm. Which is, like, fair. It's valid. Pretty loaded position. Is. Like, Manny's not That's even the best true. defense of their basement anymore, because Brian Hayes is here. So, like, you know.
1: If only could Brian Hayes could hit a baseball.
0: He's getting better. He's fun. Yeah. He's a young kid. He, he's like 20 He'd be swinging. he do be swinging. He'd be trying.
1: He He's out there.
0: He's out there for surely.
1: <laughs>
0: I would I would like to do that. We need to, what we need to do in one of these episodes or off the episode or however we want to do it is we need to come up with these top tens and we need them to be whatever they are and I'm sure people are going to be irate about it because we'll have Machado at like three or four and they're like, Herder! Why isn't <laughs> The Ghost of the Flying Dutchman, number three. And it's like, have you seen his WRC Plus? Trash.
1: You yeah. just, you said that out loud, by the way. Like you I said know. the Ghost of the Flying, you said that yeah, out loud. And yeah. you meant to.
0: Yeah. I, I smiled after too. I enjoyed You that. did. Yeah.
1: I will say one thing I like about uh, Cabrian Hayes, um, since you just happened to bring him up. First three years of his career, his average launch angle 7.4 degrees, 2.3 uh-huh. degrees, 5.2 degrees, and then last year average launch angle was 13.2 degrees. Uh-huh. Finally got the ball in the air. If That's you, all he has to do. He had a better year. Dude, he
0: was good offensively.
1: He was well, good you know, offensively. He was objectively good last year. Yeah, he was very good. Dude, my thing. If you look, say it. If you look at my Twitter page, which I'll I'm not going to ask you to do that right now. I want that. If and if you go on underscore 24 kin there's my shameless plug and you search my at and type in ball in air afterwards i can only imagine the amount of tweets that pop up of me just asking a player to hit the ball in the air
0: please man vlad please, will please. be in there vlad will be in there he probably is who uh, who else would be in there there's there's some guys for sure it's like dude shit the ball in the, shit ball in the air just hit it in the air man just hit it in the. Air. Give me an eighteen degree launch <laughs> angle right now, and they're like, "No," and it's like, "Okay, I'm sorry, my dude." Mind.
1: My first four tweets that include ball in air, all have a mean expletive, which YouTube doesn't like in it. It's true. Just, I don't know who I'm talking about, but April eleventh, twenty twenty two, hit the ball in the effing air. <laughs> Just the first one that pops what, up what when year I type is that? In. That's from April eleventh, twenty twenty two. So it's probably that, like that the was, second or third that, game of the year.
0: That was the Yankee year where we had the most double plays of all time. So that was nice. likely Aaron Hicks. <laughs> if I had, to, if I was a betting man. <laughs> Speaking it of Aaron, Aaron Hicks,
1: Hicks, two two tweets later, Aaron hits
0: Aaron Hicks hit the ball in the air. Let's go, <laughs> <Re-Joyce>. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like if I had to bet, it was probably Aaron Hicks, which is pretty funny ball in
1: air, ball in air. Oh my dude. There's so many. I'm going to have to, once we're, once we're off screen, I'm going to share my screen with you. to show you this. There's so many, just all it says is ball in air.
0: I like this a lot. We'll, uh, what we'll do, we're going to, we're going to get together. We'll, we'll get some lists made and we'll start tweeting them out, posting them and stuff and, uh, see what you guys think. But we'll, we'll also go through, go check his Twitter out, go check our Twitter out (laughs) and follow us. And we got stupid, takes that we say all the time and some are fun, some are mean, some are hater driven. It's okay. It's fun.
1: I'm the number one hater on Twitter. I'm not not gonna lie. Something happens, I'm pulling
0: up all the bad stats. Yeah. Number number one Josh Allen
1: Vladimir you, Guerrero. You're hater.
0: also you're also pretty knee jerk sometimes, which is fun. You're just like look <laughs> at this guy. Attack. <laughs> 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 just get into a what? boat. Like red. I will say
1: I will say, as much as I can just be like, Yep,
0: I'm a hater, I will also pull up very valid numbers yeah, 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 yeah. that justify my hatred. Now, do they come after? Is it like a scavenger hunt to try and find them? That's not for me to determine. Depends on the mood. That's what I'm saying. Depends on how I'm feeling. That's what I'm saying. But I think that's um we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. I appreciate you. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to do more preseason stuff again. Next episode will most likely be uh, pitcher oriented because pitchers and catchers are coming in the next week, week and a half, like 10 days. Pitchers and catchers baseball is starting. Uh, I know a lot of guys are out in Florida already getting their, their early reps in, and I am super excited for a good yeah. season. We need Blake Snell and Cody to sign a contract already. Do it. Shut or me. don't. I don't actually care. It's not my money. Yeah, actually, it really doesn't matter to me. It doesn't, doesn't affect my day at all, but it would be I'm cool. Fair. It would be very cool. Uh, I mean, shout if you, out.
1: If he wants to come to the Yankees, I mean, I'll, I'll take it. We're him. not doing nine years. Absolutely not.
0: No. Absolutely Who do you think he is? Carlos Rodon, clearly.
1: You know? <laughs> that's... It's looking a lot less than ideal. It's not great, it's not After great, that first Bob. season. It's
0: not great. Thank you guys again. We'll see you guys in the next episode this Sunday. Take it easy, everybody. Peace.